Welcome to episode 25 of the John and Tom show. Tom, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Oh, and before we start, I want to send out a heartfelt season's greetings to one and all. Yeah, you know, this is going to be, I agree with that. I concur. Um, Season's greetings. uh, The winter season, the holiday season. Um, This is going to be our last episode of season one. That's right. That's right. This is. <laughs> you th- thought I was going to say our last episode period, but no, nope. No, this no, will no, be the end of season end one. End of season one, because we started almost a year ago, this wonderful train of fun anti-Trump vision. No. <laughs> started <laughs> well, off that hey, way. Hey, if the shoe fits, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. I. You know, is it anti-Trump at all costs? Though I don't know, but we're still trying to figure all that out. But we're we're happy that we've had a a, a, a reprieve of sorts uh, of of the Trumpism, uh, at least it, while that he's in power. You no longer in power currently. Um, the, you know, they do seem to be still percolating there. You know, yeah. Trumpism, yeah. maybe growing stronger in some ways, uh, more um, convinced of their. Uh, whatever it is uh, that they believe in um, their brainwashed thing, those brainwashed things that they believe in. Um, but I digress. Um, today is December 7th, 2021. Pearl Harbor day. 80th oh. anniversary. Oh yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Yep. It's um, 80th, right? Yeah. 80th, 80th. 80th yeah. anniversary. That's crazy. That's hard to believe. I, I, uh, there's one guy, um, he's like 100 years old now or something, and he every year he has gone back for the ceremony. I think I saw that, and they did a GoFundMe or something. Yeah, exactly, but, they, but, but he didn't have the money for it, so they raised money online so he could go. So that was that was really yeah. neat. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, that started off a lot of things, didn't it? Oh, that, yeah. That Pearl Harbor. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Bob Dole just died. He was 98. And uh, yep. true war hero. In fact, he was lucky he even got to keep his right arm, even though it was worthless. But, you know. You want to live another 30 years? I'm not sure, John. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Tom's about 69 or so. And yeah. uh, imagine, like, being 98. That's a. That's oh, a, yeah, man. That's those a, last 15 or so years of your life, like. Yeah, that's 30, that's 30 more years. And I rough. thought, man, there's, you know, I, well, just, genetically, I don't, uh, longevity is not in my genes. So <laughs> I suppose it's uh, how you live your life and your gene, your genes and all that stuff. But, well, uh, I mean, lived, you could probably, I'm sure there's a lot of vibrant 95 uh, year olds out there. So, I'm oh, yeah. To say that. It's just the majority of people don't make it that far. So good for Bob Dole. He well, had a, he had a pretty interesting life. He ran for president you know, a couple times. Um, and he was in the Senate. He was like buddies with Nixon and some of those other people. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, I, Bob Dole, even though in most of the time I did not agree with his politics, there's two things that Bob Dole was that neither McCarthy or Cruz or Johnson or any of these other bozos will ever be. And that's number one a true gentleman, and secondly, a true statesman. They are not statesmen. I don't know what they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I always respect them. There's a certain them. fiber that people have that are just 
just he's a good good man yeah he was right yeah, like absolutely yeah you may have you know, you have your beliefs and everything but it's like it comes down to it you're still just a you're a good good man but you know we were talking last time about bannon and oh, I, was yeah. just, I just stumbled across this thing that they don't really know when he's going to that that's going to go to trial yeah um, and it's uh, the prosecutor asked for april 15th the defense asked for October 7th oh, of yeah. this year. It's like, why is it? And sure. people are saying, that the prosecutor and some others are, are thinking that he could be sentenced in a day. Like, why does it have to take six months to, six to 10 months to have a trial? Like, this is it pretty important? So he's just free until then? Yeah. He's out there yeah. doing his radio show and he's, he's, I heard he's trying to get like um, all the documents of the White House, you know, released and all this other crap. It's just, it's just a shame. So that whole like, oh yeah, he's victory. He's been subpoenaed. He showed up and all this stuff, and it's great. But it's like, what's the actual result of it? Not much. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I guess in another year or so. You know, I saw today where uh, Mark Meadows has flipped again, and he is now no longer going to cooperate oh, at yeah. all with the. Yeah, he did at first. He right? did. Yeah. He did. But he flipped. He flipped today and said, "No, he's not going to do it anymore." Yeah. But I'll tell you what has to be shaken uh, Trump's timbers is the fact that Pence's chief of staff, he's going to, he's, co- he's cooperating fully. In fact, I'll bet you anything, he'll tell them anything and everything he knows. And Trump kind of shot him, well, he shot himself in the foot so damn many times. But one thing, after the uh, insurrection, Pence's staff was livid with Trump because he put the heat on him. He, he put the heat on Pence to disobey the law and throw the election results out. Yeah, I still feel like no, no matter what happens, even if all these people cooperate and there's all there's like blatant evidence against oh, yeah. Trump, there's yeah. blatant evidence. There's he'll still get off like it. You know, assuming everything happens and it's the best case scenario that he he could get, you know, um, charged or sentenced, it still won't happen. That's just just my gut feeling, you know, because given the track record of everything else that's gone on with this clown, um, he's a very successful clown, though. Um, But uh, speaking of that, you know, I don't know if I want to go into him quite yet. I'm not quite ready to talk about Trump no, okay. I do want to talk a little bit about him today, though. I know we've kind of danced around a little bit, but I still think that's it's an important issue. Before we get into that, though, I want to talk a little bit about some of the vaccine stuff and the COVID stuff real quick. As you may have known, uh, there, there's been, you know, Biden's tried to do some mandates and New York, New York City now just built de Blasio, just put a mandate in for vaccines for all private businesses and kids five to eleven. Good for him. Uh, that's that's going to be tough. Um, I, I I don't know how that's, you know, how they're going to enforce it. Number one. Um, I mean, what does that what does that mean? Is it if people don't comply, are they going to be uh, fined? Are they going to be arrested? Or are they going to be what what's going to happen? Like, I say, you have a company of six people, and three of those mm-hmm. people don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason your company goes under what happens like uh it's just there's a lot of question marks for that um a, a mandate like that but 
so that's one of the issues. But one of the things I really want to talk about is is vaccine hesita- hesitancy. Um, and why, why is there so much vaccine hesitancy? I think we've talked about a little bit. Um, I have some quick stats from, um, poll that was out. I I forget where exactly this came from, but, um, 18% of U S citizens are unwilling. So this is the, all the people that are unwilling to ever get vaccinated, just straight across the board. We're not going to get active. I'm surprised that low 18%, 25% of Russians, 10% of Germans, Canadians, and French, and 22% of South Africans. Mm Mm-hmm. These are people that are absolutely not going to get vaccinated, right? No matter what. <laughs> um, so, what 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 do you think the reason really is? Um, probably the biggest one is the is the lack of trust. And so, how did we lose that trust? How do we lose the? Yeah, like we used to trust. Like people would just get vaccinated because that's you know you trusted the experts, you trusted yeah the health authorities, the authorities, people that actually yeah. know what they're talking you know about that, and actually know what they're doing. Right. Do you know that these yeah. people went to school? They this is what their livelihood is. They're trying to do their best to help. But well, like the Fauci society. has has studied yeah. infectious diseases for years. Yeah. So um, part of it could be populism, the the rise of populism. Right. Could be populism. So like um, it's found that like most places that are, are high in populism are more likely to believe in conspiracy theories. And there's just a huge distrust in science and uh, experts, government, doctors and pharmaceutical companies. So, you know, the, the, so I'm, what my kind of my point, too, is it's not just America. It's like the, the world. Like, why are some of the other countries like even the poorer countries? Now they have access to vaccines. There's still a pretty high percentage, like a quarter of the even poor people are not wanting to get it. It's this uh, it's this sort of lack of trust and this mm-hmm. this populist thing. And, and and these videos can be sent easily around the world, like Tucker Carlson can be sent all oh, over God. the place. Um, but also there's there's a little bit of a point about globalism. Hasn't really helped a lot of people. Like it has helped certain people, but other mm-hmm. people who were promised over 10, 20, 30 years that globalism is going to uh, save actually the save the day and, yeah. and it, their lives have gotten worse. So that, that sows distrust in, in, in experts and governments. So they start going like, why should I believe you? Why, why, you know, so there's, there's multiple factors here. There, there's not being able to get the vaccine, but now that's started going away. Now vaccines getting more common. I'm talking about in small, in third world countries um, like South Africa is where this Omicron thing is now supposed to be from. Yes. Even though it may have been from somewhere else. They, yeah, South hard. Africa got the short end of the stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they well they were the first ones to recognize it, I guess. Right. They, they admitted yeah. it. They admitted they have yeah. this, this new variant, um, which is quite different. Um, but apparently it's not, it, it's so far, it's not showing worse symptoms. It's not showing, it's not any deadlier, but it may be more transmissible. Well, yeah, I heard evil Dr. Fauci say a couple days ago that fortunately fortunately uh the omicron variant is not proving to be as bad as they were afraid it was as bad meaning uh, not as bad symptoms not as many hospitalizations not as many deaths but but what it's actually done and people don't see this this is where when i hear these idiots that don't trust they don't even understand viruses What's happened is that COVID virus, which is messenger RNA, has taken genetic material from the cold virus. 
okay, the one that gives you the, the, the cold. Yeah. And so that, and compounded with the fact that viruses reproduce so quickly and in such great numbers, mutation, there's no way there's not going to be mutations. I mean, that's just the way it well, is. I mean, yeah, uh, the flu the flu is still mutating every year. Oh, every, absolutely. Every couple months, it's still yeah. mutating. They have to change the vaccine every yep. year or more. But any, anyway, getting back to the, I saw something, uh, a video on the internet just yesterday. It ties into this. Okay, Kenneth Copeland, one of the biggest televangelists ever, a huge church that costs umpteen, who knows, umpteen millions of dollars and is tax exempt because it's a church. But anyway, he gets up, and this, this place is packed. I mean, there's thousands of people there, right? He gets up and he says, I have a, a virus in my colon, and I'm going to get rid of it. Mm, this is for real. He goes, so he bends over and grabs his gut, and he says, in the name of Jesus, I, I command you to die in my colon. Everybody's, yeah, and they're, die in his colon, die in my colon. And they kept saying this shit over and over again. And I'm like, you know, snake oil sales are at least as good or better than they have ever been. I do not understand that. You know, and, and, and it's it, it's like these people that are buying in to this bullshit about vaccines. And I and I said to one of them, he's actually a friend of mine. We we vehemently disagree politically, but I said, okay, say you get a bad cold, you get bronchitis. Would you go to the doctor? Oh yeah. And you know, you know that doctor would probably prescribe medications for you. Uh, antibiotics and, and, and see okay so you trust the science there but you don't trust the okay. science with the virus so the problem is right now that i see with the vaccine and it and mandating it and everything is it, yes i think the vaccine is effect it's very effective um oh, obviously we don't know how long it lasts we don't know how long the efficacy lasts we we just don't know we don't know how how uh natural immunity the efficacy of that. We don't know that we, there, there's been studies, but they're, they're sort of incon inconclusive. We don't know enough about kids. And I, I don't think there's enough information out there. There hasn't been enough studies and, and data to show. I think the vaccine is a good thing. Obviously I think everybody should take it, but right now I was vaccinated, double vaccinated in March. Mm -hmm. How long it, does it last? Some people say three months. Some people say a year. Nobody really knows. No one knows. Well, okay. And so I could be completely exposed right now without getting a booster. Say I get a booster. Maybe the booster only lasts a month or six months. And so all these requirements they're making for people to be vaccinated are kind of ridiculous. Because, like, say if I'm vaccinated in March, yeah, it's great. But, like, I could totally be back to square one in December. And, yes, I was fully vaccinated, but... <laughs> What difference does it make at this point? Like, I, I, nobody knows. So well, it's kind of bullshit. Like, I, I don't, I, I think, I think the energy towards like, yes, we should get vaccinated and try to end this thing is good. But like, we need more science, more data, more like, um, more hard facts. Because like these people like in New York mandate, 
That's pretty aggressive. I mean, that's pretty aggressive to do that for every company. Um, and I know that you're very pro pro mandate and pro vaccine, but I, I just, <clears throat> I feel like, you know, it's a little bit of a slippery slope. Well, so how are they going to enforce it? There is a look point. at Australia. Look at Australia, and and there's there's people out there. There's a lot of news sources that are that are talking about Australia, and they call them. You know, a couple of people have called them concentration camps, which they've recanted. They're 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 sort of like um, there they are camps where people go that are unvaccinated. They if you're unvaccinated, they take you and they put you in these camps, and they don't let you go outside of your door. And it's pretty harsh. It's like it, it's another level of like restriction that we haven't seen here, but they're doing it in Australia right now. It is a little scary. And, and I'm not sure what is really going on there. Cause I'm not in Australia. You've seen videos, but I'm not sure how, how legitimate they are, but it is a little concerning that you start down a path of acceptance of these, of these things. And then, you know, it, it, it can be a little scary. Well, I think John, I think one point you're missing about vaccines. I and my fellow baby boomers were vaccinated 60 some years ago. But this is a completely no, no, different no, no, type no, of vaccine. No, no, it's no, an no. RNA vaccine. Yeah. yeah to but, gene therapy. Yeah. Yeah. But because the problem is because it's an RNA virus. Right. But it's, it's completely different than all. Nobody is talking about the other vaccines. The other no, vaccines no, are different. No, but they should be. They should be because the principle is still the same, John. Yeah, but the actual implementation of it is different. And people no, are afraid I, of that. No, I disagree with that. It's, it's gene, it's manipulating. It's going in there and tricking your body into thinking you have it. So it creates antibodies. What do you think every other vaccine has it, done? Little, every other vaccine is a little bit of whatever the disease is. Yes, but we've it's refined it. We that, that's to reduce symptoms, but they've refined it because they know that if the body builds antibodies against the messenger RNA, they have effectively right. killed the virus. A lot of times, there's other ones that would uh, attack the pro the protein coating of the virus. Yeah, I, I guess I'm again trying to be devil's advocate on this because yeah, there, no. because there are so many people out there that are afraid of it. Um, like uh, my wife's um, aunt uh, has uh, Guy Barre. Oh, Guillaume Barre. Guillaume Barre. Yeah, uh, and that's a a real thing where you yeah. can't really have vaccines. No, okay? that's true. That's true. Um, and there's certain people that have that, and um, you know, so you you really can't get vaccines and that's, that's a legitimate, um, you have a reaction and it's really bad. You know, that's a, that's a medical reason to not get a, a vaccine, oh, sure. but there she's, she's going to be let sure. go from her job because of it. So no, that's, 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 are, no, that's not right. People, th there's, they take an absolute stance. Um, I, I think that those are the types of things where, you know, we gotta just be a little careful with this. Cause I, I am on board with everyone getting vaccinated, but is the government responsible for, a big heavy handed approach to it. And I don't even think, you know, as I said, I, I think it's an important point what I said about how long it lasts and are we going to have to get, uh, how, how often are we going to have to get these vaccines? Like every three months, every six months, like nobody knows to make these like blanket mandates on everyone, everyone. It and it's, you know, it's like, it's a little scary. But then again, this is speculate. They, 
they may that vaccine may last for years as other vaccines have done this is yeah. this, we'll see what's what's the problem here john but but fauci said that, that you need to get a, a ma- cdc and fauci have I, said that you need to get a booster I, they're, they, doing they're not saying that, it lasts for years they're doing that no they're not saying it lasts for but nobody's saying doing that is a safety net to 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 boost uh i'm curious why they're doing that if they uh, think it's going to last for years then why, then why are they asking for boosters well, I, I they haven't made sense. that clear, but but I, I would imagine, in my thinking, it's probably cautionary, and I don't see a problem with that. I don't, you know, I don't know yeah, but, why uh, people are so resistant. That's what that was to, my question initially. What? Why are people so resistant? Well, so, yeah, but here it's a separate question. But obviously. yeah, but again, again, John, you've got to. You've got to remember, just like I said, snake oil sells. It still sells to this date. There are well, many. Some people, th- th- these, some people think the vaccines are snake oil. Well, no, because they've been convinced that that is the snake oil. Or no, sorry, that doesn't. That is not a good analogy because snake oil is actually what people are believing in. Um, I, I guess people are thinking that the vaccines are snake oil. Yeah, or well, maybe maybe they're onto it and they're saying no. No, this that's is, because this is a, a pharmaceutical uh, conspiracy just to try to make a bunch of money. They want to get you uh, hooked on no. on these uh, boosters that you have to have the rest of your life forever. You're gonna have you're gonna have to go back and get a vaccine every six months the rest of your life. That's what they think. Well, okay? you know, that's one of the reasons. That's that's because. They buy into the bullshit about vaccines that people like Tucker Carlson and Hannity and all these other guys put out. Uh, they buy into it. It's just like, why are people buying into into Trump's lies about it's the not, election? No, it is the same thing. It's, well, it, it is a little bit similar because, but it, I guess it, got, it comes back to my comment on populism. And that, that general thinking of like that if you're in if you're okay if you're sort of like amenable to the idea of populism then you're more willing to accept conspiracy theories and you're more willing to doubt things yeah like just like you know like Trump kind of did this in 2015 2016 with the fake news he's slowly eroding confidence in the the sort of the foundations of our democracy yeah well he he he, he planted those little seeds and they grew slowly. And now they're really growing. I mean, I, I saw a stat that really kind of scared me. Um, University of Chicago study. 47 million people still believe Biden is an illegitimate president. 21 million people support Trump's returning through the use of force. Mm-hmm. 21 million people. Yeah. That's a pretty large group of people through the use of force. So we think about like, you know, the idea of the civil war and things like that. Um, and you know, what does that look like? I don't know, but that's enough. That's enough of a, of a passionate population um, to, to create some problems. One of the think tanks in Europe has now rated the U S as a backsliding democracy. Oh, and I have some. Never, I have some numbers on that too. Yeah, they've <laughs> never they've never done that before. Yeah, but I think they're mistaken. I think we are a failed democracy. So, okay, so on that note, on that <laughs> note, uh, there, uh, there's a Harvard Youth poll. It's 40, 42 years they've done this. Forty second Harvard Youth poll, ages eighteen to twenty nine. Okay. Done. They were polled between uh, October twenty sixth 
through November 8th. He asked certain questions uh, all over the country, 2,109 people. Okay. Um, only 7% of those polled see the U.S. democracy as healthy. I can, I can believe that. Yeah. So this is, this is important because these are young kids. This is, you know, the future of our country. Mm-hmm. 52% see democracy as in trouble or failing. Mm-hmm. 35% anticipate a second civil war in their lifetimes. Mm-hmm. 25% think thinks that at least one state will secede. Biden approval has dropped significantly. Uh, 50% say COVID has changed them. 51% say COVID had a negative impact on their life. I think um, <clears throat> the two biggest, well, there's three biggest in there. The the fact that the only 7% see that democracy is healthy. Um, I'm I think that's 7%. pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, uh, and then uh democracies failing or in trouble 52% and then but the civil war um that's a pretty complicated subject I, I i don't think people really know what that means or looks like i think it's probably we're already kind of in a civil war like through internet through cy- we're in a cyber civil war already oh yeah, yeah. we've been in a cyber civil war um uh, probably since the middle of trump's uh Right around the middle of Trump's presidency, you know, he's kind of agitated enough. Now, now we're in a full cyber civil war. I'm going to coin that phrase on this podcast right now. I think that's pretty good. That is good. Like we've been there. I don't, I don't Yeah. So, and, and again, a lot of people think about wars and how is war, future war going to be? Is it going to be actual uh, physical armed war, conflict. armed conflict, yeah. or is it going to be cyber? And it's cyber. A lot of people think that's that's more important than because uh, we have the huge, you know, the biggest military. Nobody's really going to mess with us. We got the nukes. And, you know, conventional war is sort of it's not the ever gonna, what it was before. I'm oh no, there is see, no conventional. No, war there's anymore. no conventional yeah, war. It's no. just little skirmishes around mm-hmm. the world. Yes, in a civil war inside of our country is similar. I mean, there may be some. You know, some Antifa versus Black Lives Matter. Or I'm sorry, Antifa versus uh, Proud Boys, or or uh, some of the other um, you know right and left wing extremist groups, uh, and then some people getting caught in the middle. Um, but it's it's not going to be any traditional like uh, you know regiments of uh, troops going after each other. That's no, not ever no, those happen. days. There are might over. be some bombings. There might be some you know, terrorist attacks and domestic terrorist attacks. Um, but the majority of it will continue to be cyber, cyber mm-hmm. warfare on ourselves, which is, I believe that's, that's, we're in the middle of it. Oh, I right agree. Now. I, you know, it, it's, it's just amazing what I see on the internet that there are a lot of people that are okay with using force to change the government. Now, here's what bothers me. We are becoming more and more like Nazi Germany every day. Before the Nazis took absolute power in Germany, there were many political parties. It was a democracy. People voted. They had different political parties. Once the Nazis got in power, there was only one party. 
And I'm telling you today, I think the ultimate goal of the right is to only have the Republican Party in this country. Well, there's there's no doubt about it that that, that that's what Trump wants. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Trumpers believe that should be that their heart and soul is believe that they their way is the only way they don't really want democracy no no really they don't they don't i don't think they know what it is and i don't think they want it they want absolute control of the country and the funny thing is if you look at some of the pretty kind of like the nut job right-wing people podcast uh, tv shows and things their number one thing that they claim that the left is after is control and so i i think it could be that both sides want control. The extremes of both sides want control. Um, and neither one of them are healthy. Always the middle way is always the best, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you you know, the um, both sides are, you know, I think what happens when a, when somebody accuses you of, of something, they, they tend to know it well. That's probably what they want themselves, right? They're, they're trying to, like, deflect what you know they realize that like that's what they actually want they want total mm-hmm. control but they're blaming the other person for it the other side yeah but you know those news sources like OAN and Newsmax and Fox they're they're blatantly um you know accusatory and everything is that the, the leftists the, the democrats and the socialists and all that it's just was truly truly gotten out of control and oh, C- yeah. and and you know MSNBC and CNN also have have been a part of the other side of it, but um, it's pretty blatant uh, as a, a right wing issue. I'd say more. Um, you know, you, I I do listen and pay attention to some of the people on the right, or not even on the right. They're kind of in the middle. Um, and it's it again. I always have to pause. I always have to pause and slow down, and not get caught up in in um, an ideology or us versus them. Um, mm-hmm. You try to always just like take a step back and like really pay attention to what is truth and um, not get caught up in things. Um, and it's easy to do that. Uh, the group think mentality, but um, as far as the civil war, I, I just, I don't really, I, I'm not part of the, I don't think a tradition. Well, yeah, I, I think we have to define what civil war is. And exactly. I think that we, that's what we're doing here. Well, is, there, there there are many different. I, I I feel like you do, John. That there's there's many different forms right. of civil war. And we yes, you're right. I I agree. We are in a civil war in social media, no yeah. doubt about well, it. Well, well, you know, look at all the people with the guns, right? So that's their their way of feeling safe and feeling empowered. <laughs> Jeez. No, no, the, no, no, the, no. The, I, the, I know what their, you're saying. Their, their way of feeling safe and empowered and mm-hmm. their freedom. Is having a gun. Yeah. They think that that's going to save them. Yeah. They think if, uh, if everything, they, at least they've got a gun to shoot everybody that comes around them. Like that, that's, that's your, your, uh, salvation. Your salvation is a gun. Do you think a gun is going to protect you from a fascist government? You think a gun is going to protect you from, you know, troops or anything that no guns are not going to do anything unless you want to shoot yourself. Yeah, I, there I mean, you go. You, yeah, you have no, like, yes, you, you you can have a gun and protect your little world. That's fine, but like, you don't get a false sense of security from this gun. It's not gonna. It's it, it's life is bigger than a gun, and uh, you know they want to take up arms and and go to a traditional civil war. That's never gonna effing happen. 
you're, you know, this whole thing that's like, we're ready. We got our guns. Like we're going to go and attack the, the other side, what, whoever these people are, I guess the left, the, I don't know who the enemy is. The enemy is Biden, I guess. Cause you know, you look at some of the, the signs that people have, you know, um, Oh yeah. Uh, let's go Brandon and all these people that basically means F Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and politicians are saying that like outwardly, mm-hmm. uh, very blatantly and, and, and calling for violence. Like, what are you doing? You do you want another January 6th? Like, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to take over the Capitol and you're going to occupy the Capitol and then what? Okay. So then you get, you get your little bit of like control for a little bit. Then what? We still have to run a country, you idiots. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? What, what do you want? Yeah. You're going to, you're going to, with your guns, you're going to come in here and you're going to like, like bully people with your guns. Cause you have a gun. You, you, you have money to buy a gun. Oh, good for you. Oh, that's what fascists I can pull do. a trigger. Oh, I'm so strong. Yeah. Well, no, that's what it doesn't mean do. anything. They threaten the general populace and kill off the ones who are yeah. are, are either you a real to, you or have, yeah. imagined threat. You have to basically uh, kneel to the state, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're kneeling to the state, then you're you get power. If yeah. you don't, then you die, or you get put in prison, or become a slave. You know, I one thing I, I I've noticed, John, especially with Bob Dole dying. I mean, it really, I it really set a lot of thought in motion with me. Whatever happened to the days of compromise? Yeah. You say this a lot, Tom. This, I think you know, this is, you know what? I think this is your main theme in the John and Tom show. And I really like that. It's, I, I it's think, compromise. I think if anything defines Tom, it's democracy is seated in compromise. That's you what say? Thomas yeah. Jefferson. In fact, I was named after Thomas Jefferson. There you go. My old man was See, a diehard Democrat. I love Democrat. this. This is great. Yeah. And I think compromise is something that we no longer have. We don't. And what we have right now, John, we have one party battling another and nothing is getting done. Nothing. Tell me what the only thing this session of Congress has achieved so far is to pass the uh, infrastructure bill. Now, that's interesting because, you know, the 13 Republicans that who voted in favor of the uh, infrastructure bill have received multiple death threats and all that. They've been black. They've been blackballed by Trump. But here's here's the, the, the hypocrisy of the whole thing. If you will look back during the entire four years that Trump, and that was way too many, was in the White House, he and Pence both would say publicly on many occasions, oh, we're all about infrastructure. We're going to fix the Absolutely. infrastructure. Yeah, I remember and, that clearly. Yes. It, and, it, it was one of his agendas yeah, was ex- to pass the infrastructure that's bill. That's right. Because it's good for the country mm-hmm. and it creates jobs. Yeah, and it, it puts in the money, actually, when you look at it, John, the money goes right back into the economy. Yeah, I guess I just feel real sorry for our country during this dark era that we're in. Yeah, we're in a dark era. You know, you combine Trumpism with COVID. It's like this. It's the dark ages of United States. We're in the dark ages. I mean, from, I guess, what, 2016 through when when it's going to be maybe hopefully no longer than 2028. I hope we get out of it by 2028. That's that's a 
conservative estimate. Maybe I hope you're. I hope something you're right. So, unfortunately, something big may have to happen. And I'm worried about China too. I am worried about China because they're sitting back there, just kind of like, you know, watching us fail. Um, well, not they, that worried about Russia. But they I, now have the biggest, most powerful navy in the world. Really? Uh, I didn't oh know yeah. That. Yes, I didn't they know. do. Yes, they yeah. do. Uh, well, they, yeah. Um, we have a lot of nuclear weapons, though. So again, it comes down to the conventional war. Sort of, sort of silly um, to build up a military like that when you have these weapons that can just blow up, you know, wipe out cities. Well, hell, this. Let, let's face it. The next war is going to be fought by guided missiles. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, also then you start going down the road of um, drone drones. I mean, you can mm-hmm. have you can have armies of uh, robots. Mm-hmm. And drones coming in there. You don't have to waste one, one of your own troops' lives. Oh yeah, you know, everything yeah. is controlled by video game. Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, and we there are a lot of like very advanced robot warriors out there that mm-hmm. are not that far from being deployed. You know, you know it, w- w- what always w- what always kills me. And then maybe AI will make those decisions too. Is think <laughs> about all the money that we have. In all the research, the science, and money that we have soaked into improving weapons, if we would have put that into, say, medicine. Or 1% or, of it into mental health institutions. Yeah, exactly. But, well, yeah. 1% know, of the, let's take 1% of the, of the federal military budget and put it into mental institutions, mm-hmm. improving our mental institutions so, you know, maybe we can help our homeless problem. And maybe we can just help our 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 citizens that have mental problems. You know, like mm-hmm. maybe we could start building up a, a better society. But nope, nope. Hundred percent of it goes to uh, yep. advancing our technology to have full military superiority, um, conventional military superiority. Um, even though we lost Afghanistan. Yeah, uh, even well, that though, was a lot, that was lost from day one, right? So. But like, so that's just an example of like, doesn't matter yeah. how great your military is, you can't win all wars. No, no. Uh, so it's kind of a yeah. Think about that one for a minute. Uh, simmer on that one while Tim and I take a break. All right. Okay. Bye. Tom just shared a story with me about uh, a gentleman on an airplane that uh, got a little uh, showy with his, <laughs> yeah. with his stuff. <laughs> we don't know what happened to him, but um, yeah, so. something tells me he's gonna he's gonna be a, a sex of, he's gonna be seen as a sex offender. If you want to hear the, the full story, you have to subscribe to the John and Tom Show <laughs> special special edition. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, Adults see, only. See, you got me started. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, before we start, John, uh, I am presently drinking a beer. What? Yeah. You drink beer? Yeah. Like you are, just like you are right now. This is beer? That's beer. But anyway, it's from a local microbrewery called Four Days Rays. 
Four day ray. Four day ray in uh, Fishers, Indiana, which is a northern, far northern basic suburb of Indianapolis. But anyway, it's in a glass with Schaefer beer on it. Now, Schaefer beer, I don't know if they even still make it, but it came out of uh, Cincinnati. And uh, the name is kind of interesting Schaefer, S C H A E F E R. That's German, like my name, and it means something. Like my name, Mahler, means painter. You know what Schaefer means? Conductor. Hmm. Like on a train, a conductor. So it's conductor beer. Conductor beer. Uh, yeah. The only reason I know Schaefer is because when I was in Miami, uh, we used to be able to buy beer at these things called farm stores, which you could it was drive through uh, convenience store. No. Oh. And they sold beer and we were like 15, 16 years old and we'd like give them our fake ID. Sure. Sure. And they'd give us a six pack of Schaefer's was a dollar 99. So <laughs> we could I, afford that. I uh, used to drink, uh, when I was in college, of course, this is early seventies, late sixties. I would buy Tudor beer for 99 cents a six. Yeah. A and a little older than me, 20 years older. Yeah. That's like that. So that's, yeah. About in line with the, yeah. with the inflation. But you know, you know, one of the scariest moments I had as a kid. Okay. I'm underage and my buddy Larry's underage. We go in this liquor store. And we get stuff, and we're standing at the counter to pay for it, and this cop walks in. Yeah, it's just like that movie, Super Bad. Yeah, Go well, ahead. anyway, he starts talking to the guy behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he knows him real well. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to jail, I'm going to jail. Yeah. Anyway, so the cop leaves, and we buy the stuff. And I said, Larry, do you know how close we came to going to jail. He said, dude, those are the two cops that own that liquor store. The guy behind the counter is a cop. (laughs) 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 Oh, oh. He knew that before he went in there. He knew it, and I thought, man. And Larry's kind of a badass. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he was ballsy. He was a little crazy, man. How old were you, though? Oh, I think it was like... 17 maybe so was, was it 18 age back then oh no it's 21 really mm-hmm. oh. mm. yeah uh but no i was i mean 16 17 something like that yeah. but i about shit my I, I i was oh my god i thought oh we're going to jail we're going yeah. to jail I, it's amazing like i'm 48 years old and uh i grew up in the the 90 80s and 90s um when i was in my teens and early 20s mm-hmm. um but yeah, it seems like things were so much cheaper. Like, especially in the late 80s, early 90s, gas was like 99 cents a gallon, 89 cents a gallon. Even in Miami, in Florida, when I that's where I lived at the time. When I started driving, it was 99 cents a gallon. I had a three-cylinder Chevy Sprint, six-and-a-half-gallon oh. tank. Yeah, I could fill it up for like six bucks. Oh, yeah. I could fill up my tank for $6, and it was 45 miles a gallon. I could go for a week or two. Well, I on that and yeah. for six dollars, six dollars. Yep. You know, I used to drive to South Beach to play beach volleyball, and it's like a forty-five minute drive, and I oh, go yeah. back and forth 
uh, and I would like six dollars. You know, <laughs> I'd get the change. I would search the change under my seat mm-hmm. for for gas money. You know, and, and give the guy like seventy five cents for gas. <laughs> yeah, for ga- yeah. <laughs> for like, oh, I to get through. I mean, <laughs> times have changed, my brother. Times when have I, changed. When I first started driving in the late sixties, gas was about twenty five cents a gallon. Okay, in fact. They used to have, you know how there's always, there was like there for years, there was a gas station on about every corner, right? And they used to have gas wars. And so like this station would put out a sign, metal sign that says 30 cents. Well, the guy across the street puts out a sign that says 29 cents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, guess, yeah. I guess my point is that like, I felt like I was a, you know, this was the new age, young kid in the 90s. You know, yeah, it's like, this yeah. is the future. We're, you know, the 60s are old. Yeah, everything's cheap back then. But now everything's, but still not expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but think about the exponential increase in everything, the cost of everything. Oh, my God. Since, yeah. since the early 90s, like, just how much stuff has gone up in, in cost, like, everything. I mean, now we're, I mean, gas is like three, three and a half when in, in Indiana. Um, I mean, it could just be that, you know, gas always kind of goes through these periods. I mean, it could still at some point go down to a dollar and a half or $2. Um, every now and then it goes, it dips in market and for different reasons. Um, a lot of people think that it has to do with the president, but it's not that. It does, the president doesn't really, doesn't really no. have much to do with the president. Uh, you know, people, presidents like to take credit for it <laughs> and then they like to deflect it, you know, so exactly. it really, it's not that much uh you know there are there may be a few policies that do impact it but it's really minimal well you know when it comes to fuel uh biden i think just last week uh ordered that they tap into the uh, strategic oil reserve to to drop gas prices but what's happened you know i hear this oh oh the we've got inflation because biden's in office that is bullshit the reason we have inflation and an economist was saying this now, during the a year ago, during the kind of the height of uh, or the beginning, rather of of COVID, demand went way down. Demand went down for fuel because people were staying home, not going to work. Blah blah blah. They were. I don't think there's an easy answer on it. So what happened? I don't think there's an easy answer. Now that we're quote kind of crawling out of that the demand has increased has increased and as you and i both learned in high school economics i think demand goes up yeah, price goes i think up. that's definitely a factor yeah I think it is oh, definitely yeah. definitely one of the factors is is it the only factor no i mean no, I, I think no. in, inflation is very complicated and you know every time i try to look up what are the causes of inflation i get a million different answers and like it's hard it's a hard thing to really truly understand and then you get people that are politically motivated giving you their answer and then, yeah. then you're, you're not going to get a straight answer. Like I want a straight answer on inflation and it's really hard to get because it, it, you know, everybody has a little bias and um, you know, is it, is it because of uh, new policies? No, probably not, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it has something to do with it, but uh, I, I would, I would really like somebody to just kind of like, a really, really smart macro econom- economist, just like kind of break it down for me. Yeah. Like what is, why, what's going on with inflation? 
And because uh, I, I just I can't figure it out. I'm not I don't have the bandwidth to do it. I don't really no. I'm not really that that type of person. Yeah, but, that's not my bag, really. Um, but you know, but I I, I again I, I just think it's 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 a little more complicated than than people realize. They try to they try to pin it to one or two things, and I think it's more than that. Um, I could be wrong, but I I just get the feeling that it's you know. The, the global economy, the United States economy is, is very, very complicated. It's, it's wrapped up in so many different things. And um, you have, you know, the stock market is just, oh, what, yeah. what the hell's going on there? You know, uh, is it real? Um, then I don't you, know. Then you, then you have Bitcoin and all this cryptocurrency really making a big uh, push. Yeah, now. A lot of people have been burning bad on that. Well, I, I mean the whole mining of cryptocurrency is becoming a big thing too. Um, but yeah, I, I think that there's, there's a lot of interesting discussions about cryptocurrency and I'm, I'm interested in it. I think it's, it's, it's um, complicated topic. Um, yeah. But, but it is sort of this, you, you kind of have to believe in a, a future, a different future a little bit. It's a forward thinking thing. Um, but Bitcoin does seem to be the number one, uh, option. Uh, Ethereum is a pretty far second, but everyone below that seems to be kind of like uh, gold rush kind of stuff, you know, like um, uh, You know, I, speaking of Bitcoin, you know, f- for a long time, and it's still there, the big scams were IRS scams and we've got a warrant for your arrest and you can buy your way out of it. You know what the number one scam is now? It's bitcoins. What do you mean? People, they're selling, these guys are selling bogus bitcoins. Oh, I see, yeah. Online, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, they're like, I don't know where they are right today, but they fluctuate um, between like 30 and 65,000 pretty regularly. You know, El Salvador has... Uh, made it its national currency. Yeah, I saw um, that. I, yeah, I, so I was like, paid, I, I was like blown away. Imagine getting paid in, in Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and mm. one day it's worth sixty thousand per coin, and, and the next day, day it's, it's not worth shit. <laughs> the next day your paycheck is worth half. <laughs> That's a little volatile. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little premature to make it your national currency. But but again, like, what are your options? Like El Salvador's yeah. currency was like, and a lot of the South American and Central American currencies have that hyperinflation thing where the, it's just like Venezuela. They, it's they, don't, they don't even have a yeah. currency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah their I mean, currency is way like worthless. a million, whatever yeah. Venezuela, you know, dollars is like worth a penny or something. It's, it's, it's completely worthless. So it's, um, but this is not my, my strong suit. I just think it's an interesting topic. And every now and then I do listen to a podcast about crypto. I'm trying to get up to speed on it and it, it, it does interest me. It does. Uh, I think it, I, I don't think it should be disregarded. I think it's pretty interesting. Well, I saw uh, an article online. Uh, this was an economist. He said, you know, really, people think the president can do anything and everything. So, but when it comes to inflation, the only branch of government that can really make an impact is Congress. It's Congress. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that before, how... Um, Truly, um, that that's that's it. I mean, they're the ones that actually get stuff done. Yes, now, the president can too. He can veto. Oh, sure. And he can do executive orders. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, he can um, push his own bills. I'm, I'm like, not even sure that we should allow that. Mm. I mean, we 
Maybe we should sort well, of like checks and balances, my friend. I like checks and know? balances, but like, man, how how do you know that the president in power is has the best interest in the country in mind? Like, you example, don't? ex <laughs> ex colon Trump. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I don't never. I did not feel like he had best interest in mind, but but I I, I had something I wanted to. Something came up just in the news um, a couple of days ago about him. Uh, he just had an interview, and uh, oh yeah, you and I both saw this. Yeah, he he was and on. It was bizarre. And um, I'm gonna cue it up. He's talking about Comey, and the guy that's interviewing him is uh, from Fox News. N- well, you, no, he's he's a Brit. He's a journal- oh sorry, yeah, yeah he's a, a journalist and a politician. Okay, so let's listen to this for a second. The most incredible things. Don't forget, I fired Comey. Had I not fired Comey, you might not be talking to me right now about a beautiful book of four years at the White House. And we'll see about the future. The future is going to be very interesting. A beautiful book. But <laughs> I fired Comey. <laughs> well, speaking of that, that, that book, book is coming back you know, again. it's a picture book, you know, like a kid's picture book. And he has not found a publisher yet that will take it. Uh. Man, what? Let's see if I got something else here. Deep state, but they've been there for a long time. They've been in the Justice Department. They've been in the FBI. And he never drank his whole life. He sounds drunk. Mm -hmm. So you're coming into a hornet's nest. I was going to say before, if I didn't fire Comey, they were looking to take down the president of the United States. If I didn't fire him, and some people said he made a mistake when he fired Comey, and now those same people said it was the most. Incredible, instinctual moves. Who are those that people? they've ever seen. Because I wouldn't... I might be here with you. Perhaps we'll be talking about something else. But I don't think I could have survived if I didn't fire him. Because it was like a hornet's nest. When I fired him, they all went crazy against each other. Oh, I think the guys... I think this, this is just a small glimpse of, like, some of Trump's... Um, appearances on the Howard Stern show. I got a little I got a little flashback there because that's insane what he was just oh, yeah. saying right there. Yeah. He he lost his mind for a minute. Like he it, the guy is he's so crazy. Yeah. How can people not see this? Well, how do people not see this? John, how do people look at that video and listen to that and say this guy's nuts we go back to how do you not see that the snake oil it's snake oil john it's just like we go back to kenneth copeland and all these televangelists and these people eat this crap up like nobody's business i just don't get it yeah i don't either man i don't how are you a there's a lot of people out there who are very smart oh yes and but you know uh, when I hear, like, uh, my nephew, I got a nephew, he's like 50-something. But he told me in all seriousness, and he is in charge of network security for a major healthcare group, not dumb at all. He told me that Fauci and Bill Gates paid for uh, the COVID virus. It was a conspiracy between Fauci and Gates. Well, <laughs> what do you say? How do you what do you how do you respond to something like that, John? Well, uh, I, show me some proof. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it would be the first first thing. But I, I will say I, I I I'm not a big fan of Bill Gates. I'm not a big fan of Zuckerberg. 
of all the people in tech, those are the two people I don't like. All right. I don't like Gates. I don't like Zuckerberg. I, I think they, they could be um, sort of Dr. Evil characters in the long run, <laughs> but um, they're not there yet. They may have, um, they, they, they could be that. Yeah, like you can't discount it. You could see patterns, you know, like I don't think some of the other ones, like the other, maybe even Basil's a little bit, but. You know, you can just kind of tell there's some, some people out there. Is Fauci like that? I don't think so. I mean, no. it, it is true that they did uh, <sighs> they did fund some gain of function research there, um, and it, you know, at Wuhan, there there are some things that are a little bit sketchy about Fauci, but I don't think that he has bad intentions. Um, now, um, do I know everything? No, uh, but I do. I think that do I, is my gut feeling tell me that Fauci is. Um, intentionally trying to like um, do some really horrible things and unleash a um, pandemic on the world for some s crazy reason. No. Um, uh, but you know, I, again, I, I don't know all these things and neither do you. We, we can speculate. Oh yeah. We can say, Oh, that, that's, that could never happen. That could, happen. but I don't know. I don't you say don't, you don't know. I don't um, say anymore that nothing can happen because I mean I, I am amazed uh, yeah. every day. Yeah, I am yeah. amazed every day until you see proof. That's why I say like you ask your son-in-law, show me proof. What's the proof? You know, and we'll talk. But um, there's a lot of stories. There's you know things go viral. Something that's really interesting becomes a talking point. That's what the media loves. That's what sells things. That's what gets advertising dollars and clicks and. Uh, it's not about truth. Truth is not, you know, important truth anymore. Truth means nothing anymore. No, no. It's what sells, John. So, like, look at um, Trump just got a billion dollars. Yeah, I saw that. For his new social media platform. Yeah, his startup company. That is currently Under a blog. Oh, really? It's just a blog. It's Trump's blog. Okay, you know it's He got under, a billion dollars for his own blog. You know it's already under federal investigation, right? It is. They're they're investigating um, yeah, that not that's yet to, to be determined if that means anything. Oh, but yeah. yes, it is yeah, under true. investigation. Yeah. But but yes, they, they and it's gotten their attention um and, and as it should <laughs> as, it, as it should, but uh there's no doubt that that Trump is the front runner in 2024. Um there's no doubt that there's a major threat out there. Uh, there's a lot of people that still, he, he's the number one guy in the GOP. Everyone's behind him in the GOP. They all believe him. They're just waiting for 2023, 2024 to come around so they can get power back. Um, yeah. He has not been, uh, he, he has not had anything happen to him. No. He, he has done anything he wants to do. Yes. Um, he, uh, you know, he's got his underlings, um, doing his bidding mm -hmm. and so willingly Nunez just freaking quit. He's going to quit being a, a congressman and so he can be a CEO for Trump. Yes. of his social yeah. media platform, yeah. which is a blog. Some of his underlings, I would say like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Gates, Boebert, those are his. So, so one thing I'd like to say, if you live in Colorado, Florida, or Georgia, pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Gates, their terms are up on January 3rd, 2023. Mm -hmm. In November 2022, there's an election. You mean November of 2021? 2022. 2022. Oh, okay. You know, you're right. I'm sorry. Go next ahead. Year, uh, next year. Next November. Okay. I slipped. I'm yeah. old. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tom, don't F with me. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, next year, if you live in Colorado, Georgia, or Florida, if you don't vote these people out of office, then it's your fault. Don't forget Louis Gomert. Yeah, um, but yes, yeah. yes. There's a there's a laundry list. Oh, there's of others, a la- yeah laundry list. But I I only have time for those top three. Oh, okay. Three <laughs> yeah, well, those are the top the, three morons the on my three. list. Yeah, you're right. Bobert's in Colorado. Green is in Georgia and Gates is in Florida. If you don't really care about politics that much, I don't know why you're listening to us, but if you don't care about politics that much, Colorado, Bobert, Georgia, Green, Florida, Gates, go out, vote for a, a chipmunk. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. Do just, a better job. <laughs> vote for no one. Vote for crickets. Yeah. Uh, don't let these people have a say in our government. You know, John... And, you know, you said cynically before uh, a while ago that you don't think anything's ever going to really happen to Trump. And I agree with you. I absolutely. I wasn't really cynically. It's actually well, truthfully. Well, yeah, I mean, but, but here's, I'm going to say something that, that, and I hope I'm dead wrong. Sometime, this is one time I hope I am dead wrong. I'll bet you every three of those will be reelected. Um, yeah, unless something drastic changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, that's my point is like, if I could somehow, maybe, maybe my life's purpose should be to go out and, and, and make sure that that doesn't happen. I don't know. Maybe I should just go to those three States and just do everything I can to, um, not let that happen. Well, because those people are, they're, um, like rats. They're like viruses. They're like, you got uh, yes. They're well. Look, Bubonic okay. I just plague. I went too far there. Nope, I went too far. Oh, okay. I just I just did what the other side does, and I apologize. No, you're right. Dehumanizing is wrong. That's right. So I'm sorry. Well, I'll forgive you, John. I'll let I it go this See, that's, time. That's why I um, am different because I realized sometimes. So I went off the deep end there. They're not rats. They're people. They probably think that we're rats, but they will never acknowledge that that's the wrong thing to say. Dehumanizing is a horrible thing to do. It's oh, yeah. actually how um, the Nazis were able to kill six oh, million the Jews. Jews. Oh, yeah, yeah, and exactly. A lot of people, that that's actually one of the roots of the problem of the division that we have. They don't see people as humans. So I apologize profusely for saying that. And now actually it brings it to light. Because you could see I got worked up, I started, and I went there. And that's how easy it is to go there. Because these, these people bring it out. Um, so somehow we have to come into the middle, into Tom land called compromise. Mm-hmm. Tom land, Thomas Jefferson land. Mm-hmm. Um, compromise. So whenever you get yourself thinking about calling someone a rat or common, calling someone uh, something that is not a human you can still call them public enemy number you one. You can call them things like that, but don't dehumanize people because they're still humans, and that's where we get into trouble. Try to think about, okay, so, like, what could I really do if I really wanted to go out into those three states? And, like, mm-hmm. like that's what you really should do. Don't, don't go with a bad route of, like, saying, I'm going to, you know, that person is a rat. <clears throat> that's bad. So, well, but, it's, but look, I'm a human, and yeah. I made a mistake, and I immediately recognized it so you know uh, 
Florida. I want to bring up a point about Florida. Uh, well, my wife and I, 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 I have a radical Trumplican brother-in-law and sister-in-law who live in Florida, mm. have for the last eight years. And for years, I mean like 30 years or where my wife and I have always gone to the same place on St. Pete Beach. Beautiful mm. place on the Gulf, all that, da 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 And now... If we hadn't already made our reservations, of course, my wife's a Republican, but she's not radical, you know. Yeah. I'd say to hell with it. We're not going to Florida. Because uh, DeSantis, as I'm sure you already know, is developing his own personal military it's not personal force. it's a state force and no there's, no there's, no no it's his state I'm forces saying, all over the country there's 23 states that already have state forces yeah yeah but he's he's dead set on and, and he is also one of like ted cruz who has alluded to secession right okay yeah um, and, and I think, you know, it's like, hmm, let's see, we got our, we have a, quote, civilian military, which is bullshit. Uh, and all of a sudden, just out of the clear blue, you know, where did this come from? But then we also turn around and talk about the possibility of secession. Yeah. So if Florida secedes, good luck, Florida. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Texas, I could see doing because they're pretty big and they're. They could probably be self-sufficient, but yeah. uh, Florida, you're going to be a banana republic in five years. Exactly. You're already kind of there, but like if you really secede, good luck. Mm-hmm. You're going to be underwater in about 20 or yeah, less. Exactly. 15 to 20, you're going to be underwater. You're going to need a lot of help. Uh, so you can't get the federal help anymore? Uh, That's bye. right. Sorry. Now, I guess my parents and my sister have to leave. But and some of my friends, but because I used to live there, but um, <laughs> well, it is what it is. Uh, but I don't think they're going to secede. I don't think Florida will ever secede. They they depend on the rest of the country too much. I think uh, Texas could. I think Texas it could be self sufficient. Um, and you know, there's size of France. Oh yeah, they're the yeah. size of France. Oh, I mean, sure. I, I've been saying for years. I think the United States could turn into a Europe situation, um, maybe by region. Um, you could have groups of states. Um, I kind of think in a way politically, John, we are, we are yeah, already, we're just, you know, politically, but not politically. Like, um, yeah. But we not, still have a federal yeah, government. Exactly. That we pay federal taxes. It, it, maybe it's not a bad thing. Cause I don't want to pay federal taxes anymore because a lot of it goes to things I don't believe in. That's um, true. So, but you, anyway, but you still pay them anyway, because unlike Trump, you, you'd go to jail. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm also not a corporation, so I don't have, no, over, well, I don't have an overseas address, so I can just like uh, you know completely avoid paying any taxes. You know, one thing about that, a very good friend of mine. Uh, he's a friend of mine, and also was my personal attorney. And he and I talked about that one day. I said, you know, why don't in Enron? Remember in Enron, they prosecuted. Mm-hmm. members of that corporation the top they must have pissed off some politicians oh, or something to, yeah. allow, to allow that to happen yeah but i said mark how is it that in other countries like in japan in germany in umpteen other countries they hold officers of these countries 
liable for their criminal activity. Well, you really can't do it. It's, it's, it's a corporation. You know, you, okay, who do you put in jail? I said, well, hell, put all of them in jail if you have to. You know, but, but, but that's the attitude here. Oh, yeah. And that's why we're, we're big. Uh, the Republicans are big into protect business. And don't you even think about taxing the rich. Yeah. Well, I, 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 th- I really feel, feel that attorneys sort of control everything. Oh, it sure. It down do. to it. Yeah. You know, that's what really is what you can get away with. Oh, oh, absolutely. It always know. has been. Uh, because the law is the law. The law mm-hmm. has, is set. Once the law is set, then is then it is poured over by these attorneys and tried to, and they try every possible way to figure out a way to game the system. Well, you know what he also told me? I said, okay. Uh, he said, look, you got to remember, especially in this country, the law is not black and white. It's gray. Yeah, that's true. It's no, gray. That, that it, you know what? That is a big, huge philosophical thing right there you just said and it is true i mean because we take it the law as something that is concrete and black and white it's not absolutely not no and that's that's the thing like i i think people that don't know about that it's a little shocking it's like um yeah that the like roe v wade could be turned over soon you know the oh, yeah. abortion uh the abortion law uh federal law um there there's a lot of things that can be turned over at any point that can't take things for granted you can't take freedom for granted. You can't, uh, you know, w- certain things that people have fought their whole lives for could go away in an instant. Well, you know, another attorney that uh, uh, he's dead now, but he, he, he was in World War II. Even. Uh, but anyway, he said, look, don't ever think for a minute that right and wrong and the law have one damn thing to do with each other because they do not. Well, I hope they do. They don't. I, I'm just saying I hope they do. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want yeah, yeah. Them, I, well, No, no, no. I, I, would, I agree ho- with I would you, hope that the, no, the law that, has everything to do with right and wrong. Looking me straight in the eye and said it doesn't have a damn thing uh, to do with right and wrong. Well, let's change that, Tom. Okay. Let's go out there and change that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been fun. It's a good one. I like this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think we're going to have to call it. It's good. It's a good, uh, a good effort for, by us today. This is the last episode of season one of the John and Tom show. If you have any questions, any, any, anything you'd like to ask us, if you'd like to be on the show, we're happy to have you on as, as a guest. Um, just, uh, Email us at thejohnandtomshow at gmail.com. Uh, we're happy to hear from you. Um, show topic suggestions. We definitely lean towards the anti-Trump thing, but um, and we're going to keep fighting for it because I think that it's important. I don't. It's definitely not going away. In fact, it's as I said. It's I think it's percolating. Yes, and it's growing in a way that really scares me. And we're not going away until we feel that. That's gone. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, John. It's, uh, because it, I, I, it, I, I'm not just, you know, doing this because I, I think it's funny or anything. Like, I really, I'm really afraid for our, our country and our democracy. I, I really think that this is a problem and our, we have a disease. We have, 
our yeah. country has a disease and it's like alcoholism or something. And we need yeah. to get, we need to go to the Betty Ford clinic as yeah, a country. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, clean up our act. And yeah. figure out what's going on and why half of our country is uh, wanting to take up arms and go to war against the other. Uh, it's it's really concerning. So I think that's that's going to continue to motivate us to, to keep doing this. Um, and I know it's a lull in because Trump doesn't currently have power, but it's still there. And it's it before you know it, it's going to be back. So we're not giving up yet. You know, John, one thing, you and I are both very passionate about this. You and I yeah, really. see the danger and we're worried about what worried about. I'm worried about the future of my grandchildren. Uh, yeah, my kids about, yeah, yeah. You know, John's worried about his kids. My kids are younger than your grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, rub it in. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So, yes, uh, we're, we're in the same uh, I uh, hope, agreement there. <laughs> I mean, I know there's probably not a whole lot of people that are out there who are as passionate about as as I think we there are, are a lot. But, well, I hope so. But I don't I, think you know, they I have really a way to express so. it. Well, you you know, know, and I wish they would call us and talk to us about it because... You know, if you, there's something on this show that you heard that you want to comment on or, you know, we, you can take calls. You can be a, a you can be on our show the whole time. Uh, give us let us know. You know, um, I'd really love to hear from you. You know, one of the few things that Reagan did that I had any use for was every day, every working day. He would have cocktails for all the members of Congress. And somebody asked him, why, why do you... Every day, Jesus. Every day. And yeah, yeah, a bunch of alcoholics. But he says, no, he said, because after f we're all friends. We're yeah, all that's what that, friends. That is and, what's lost. Yeah, that's reason. what's lost. Yeah. So I wish everybody a wonderful uh, holiday season and uh, happy new year. We'll probably come back back in uh, January. I hope there's not another January 6th event. Oh, comes God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, John. But, uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you back in, uh, in January. Uh, love you all. Thanks for listening. And may Santa bring you everything you ever wanted and more. Harumph, harumph. <laughs>